Yeah, hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast on PDRL Media. I'm your host, Dan Frost, and beside me, I've got my co-host, Bryce Crane. Uh, no Ant this week. He'll be back next week. He's a man of mystery, very busy guy, but he'll be back on the podcast next week to talk all things rugby, all things rugby league. Bryce, it's been a big week uh, in league, both PDRL and the NRL. Uh, it's great to be back, great to be talking footy. Um, let's kick it off with some more PDRL stories. Tell me, and you know, you're, you're obviously in a bit of a unique situation. You've had an opportunity to, to meet um, a few players in the NRL, but that's my question for you is, you know, through PDRL, have you had a chance to kind of connect with any NRL players or have you, have you met any NRL players? Yeah, well, over the years, I definitely have met NRL players, but um, when we're over in England uh, doing our tour over there, we um, uh, got to meet all the, the Aussie boys, the Australian boys over there, which was, which was good. Um, they had a training day in Warrington and yeah, we got to start and met all them, which was nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you get to spend any sort of extended time with any particular player? I mean, I'm not talking chewing their ear off for half an hour, but did you get to spend a few minutes with any of them in particular or did any sort of um, any, any memories from some of the combos you had with them? Yeah, a little bit. I was talking to Teddy. Um, He's from, grew up in my area. He played for Camden Rams and I played for Norellon and we got a massive rivalry dating back since when my dad was playing. So, yeah, we hate Camden people over here, so it was good to have a bit <laughs> with him. Teddy's an interesting player, isn't he? Because, you know, obviously, you know, your background with your injury and, you know, a, a lot of the players are playing our competition. Mate, you know, Teddy, he went through some serious adversity, um, you know, back when he was younger through, through you know, when he was playing with the Tigers. Was it, did he do two ACLs in a row or was it three? It was, it was, I, think, I think it was a kneecap too. Yeah, it was something like that. It was an ACL and then a kneecap, I'm pretty sure. It's just incredible, you know, like, yeah, obviously the fact that retires most players, but, you know, just that dedication to the rehab, you know, to sort of, you know, getting it back to where it needs to be. And then athletically, I mean, it's it should be a case study because, you know, he didn't lose any speed. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously, um, achieved everything he's achieved. So yeah, it just goes to show, you know, if you've got the right attitude, you've got the work ethic, you can certainly battle through some of that adversity. Um, look for myself. Yeah. Look, same thing. Um, you know, one of the um, great things about PDRL is you do get the opportunity to connect in with the NRL clubs meet players. Um, you know, just one memory that comes to mind is a day out at Redfern where I got, where I got to sort of sit down and have a chat with some of the Rabbitohs players. And I remember talking to Marky Nichols, the goat, you know, before, goat, yeah before he got his massive following and um, yeah, there was just something about him. Like I, I I can see why Wayne absolutely fell in love with him and why he has got the following because obviously he's, you know, he's a really, really cool, cool guy off the field. And the other young whippersnapper that I met, um, you know, just, you know, not, not, not too long after he debuted was a young Cam Murray. Um, and it was great to just have a chat to him about, back then, you know, he's transitioned into, into first grade, you know, and just, you know, how he was sort of progressing and how he was feeling. And he was, he was so confident, you know, he was so confident in himself, but, but not Bryce, not arrogant. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he, he was, he was so confident the NRL was, you know, he, he was fine, you know, obviously, you know, he made the transition really, really well, but, um, yeah, you know, he, he still had that humility. So, yeah, a couple of uh, quality players there for South and um, Marky Nichols up there doing some good things for the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. He's the GOAT. Yeah, there we go. So, um, yeah, we, we'll share some other stories too. Met some other players, had some really good, uh, great 
uh, some good laughs along the way as well. Hey, it's that time of week where we check in with our NRL teams. This is be this is quickly becoming my favorite segment uh, of the podcast each and every week, Bryce, because of just this weird alternate universe that we find ourselves in where like as a night supporter, I'm coming up off a win and whatever's happening at Bondi. So let's dive straight into it. I know you're stoked for this one. Last week, the Penrith Panthers 48, putting the sword of the roosters for look in all seriousness. Um, what, what are you thinking here? Is this, was that a situation where the Panthers are that good? Or do you think it was a situation where the Roosters were that poor? What, what's, your, what's your read on the game? Yeah, I thought Penrith definitely played good. And and it is, it, I reckon it's a bit of a case of both. You know, we've got Penrith that played good, but Roosters also played poor. You know, when you, especially bouncing back from that that loss against Cowboys and and uh, coming up with a poor performance like that, it's it's tough. Um, If you look at the stats, you know, not one front row, not one forward ran over 100 metres and, you know, it's tough to get into your attacking shape and you don't have that go forward. It's interesting. Like I never thought we'd be in this situation where people have just totally run out of patience for Robbo, you know, and trying to make all these star players work, you know, like I felt, I don't know, like I just feel like we've been here for the last few years, you know, like they're just figuring it out. Sammy Walker, the young kids, they're kind of building their style, but um, you know, the media has just completely turned on them this week and just said, you know, enough's enough. It's time to figure this out. So I don't know, like I, I I come from, and we'll talk about my my boys in a second, but I've been supporting a team that's been struggling for a long time. I, I don't know. I just seem to have a lot more patience than, than a lot of those um, people in the media. So anyway, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I guess their future. Um, the injuries, uh, uh, you know, obviously have hit the roosters, but my question to you is, is, is this a, is this a blessing, you know? quite rightly the, the Manu, the Walker, the Kiri, it, it, it's all not working. Well, Manu's on the sidelines now with his ankle, not, not too serious. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, and Sam Walker's out with his leg as well. So now we drop back to Kiri at halfback. It's, it's your team. You know, you, you've got to run the team and then Hutcho, Drew Hutchison comes in. What's your feeling about the Roosters moving forward in a way? No Manu, no Sam Walker. Is that going to simplify things for the Chooks? Yeah, I guess, but I think that's probably the way they tried to what they tried to do with Manu is is simplify it. You know, having that halfback in Kiri and then Manu running running off him. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out with Hutcher back in the halves there. But yeah, Walker out is a big loss too because you can't bring him straight back into into grade. But um, yeah, hopefully Manu can get back in a couple of weeks. You definitely definitely need him. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think a couple of things like, you know, all of these star started plays, you hear that star started plays, star started plays. I mean, it's the most, you know, it's the biggest, you know, phrase used in the media this week, but you know, for the roosters very, very quickly, they're going to work out the players that are, that are going to work longer term for this club and the players that are not. So obviously you look at someone like Luke Keary, nothing against him. The guy's a star. If you look at his CV, he is just a winner, but you know, he's towards the back end of his career. So let's just hypothetically say that Kiri's probably not the long-term solution. You know, the Roosters and Trent Robinson, you know, he, the guy's an absolute guru. He will figure that out very, very quickly. So whilst it's not panic stations for the Roosters, I do think the next month, two months worth of football, you're really going to work out and Trent's really going to work out who are his guys moving forward. And, and that, that could be, I, I guess, 2024, the team could look very, very different. You know, maybe there's no Luke Keary 
Maybe they shift away from Sam Walker. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting. Bryce, if I had to put you on the hot seat, what do you, do you have a prediction? Like, do you think all of these players stay together and they just figure this out or have you got a hot take? Do you reckon one or two players might move on? What's your, what's your thoughts on the team? It all uh, really depends on how we bounce back, how we go for the rest of the year. If we, if we don't make the eight, then I reckon there'll be some serious changes. Um, a few people will be on the outer. So, yeah, I reckon these next couple of weeks are important for the back end of the season because we need to get those those wins up so we can make sure we stay in the eight. And, um, yeah, especially, you know, we're coming up against the Dragons this week. We've had probably <laughs> a tougher, tougher week than us. So, yeah. it's going to be... This should be a good game. Yeah, that's right. They're uh, they're definitely going through things, and but you know, I guess that's the, um, I guess that that's the theater of of rugby league. That's the theater of the NRL. There's always so much drama, so much happening, and watching the Roosters is just fascinating because you look at someone like um Joseph Swali, and you know if he goes off the boil as well, you know, does he get an early release to rugby? There is just so much happening here. The other thing is that Tedesco was quiet based on his standards, um. Not only does Tedesco not have quiet games, but he certainly doesn't have two in a row. So if I was the Dragons, I would be absolutely terrified of uh, of Tedesco this week. So gamble responsibly anytime try scorer there, Tedesco. Uh, all right, that is a little bit of pain and suffering in Bondi. Hey, everything is everything is great up here in the Hunter Valley in Newcastle. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, 46 it's been very, it's been many, many years since we've scored that many points. Defeat the top Gold Coast Titans um, for the fourth or fifth week in a row. They've scored 26 points. So there we go. Um, what did I think of the game? I think if we replay the tape of me last week, I, I did say that I think everyone was kind of overreacting with the Bali stuff. It was a massive L from the mainstream media. So only one player went to Bali. He got yeah. a tattoo, but he was over there helping a disadvantaged friend build a house. I mean, you know, the media is never going to come out and say, hey, we got that wrong. But man, that was anyway, that, that was. And then, that was, yeah, and then he comes back and puts in a performance like that. And then so, he absolutely, so. absolutely do, uh, dominates. And then on top of that, um, the player who did stay back and, and put in a lot of work was Kalen Ponga. And, and he, he did look, he did look ready to rumble. So, um, you know, I said that. You know, we, you know, regardless of a player's quality, I don't care what level, you know, whether it's PDRL, um, whether it's some of the lower grades or NRL, if you've been out of the game for a long period of time, it just takes time. Like this is rugby league. This isn't table tennis. So, you know, Ponga is quickly turning it around. Probably the one thing I would say is that I never doubted his attack. And that was a very flashy attacking performance against the Titans. Obviously, what we want to start to see now is just some technical improvements in his defense. But look, you know, getting him through touch wood, no head injuries, no head knocks. Um, that's all positive. As a New South Welshman, not loving all of these Queenslanders being in red hot form. That kind of sucks. But anyway, we'll deal with origin um, over the coming weeks with teams to be announced very, very soon. So yeah, look, Newcastle Knights looking very, very good. Um but hey, I'm a Knights fan, so I know the the ups and downs of this competition. So I, I won't be getting too confident um, just yet. Although I'd, I'd like to see his take on the Chooks uh, soon. That would, that would be a good one. All right, mate. Well, let's have a look at the draw ahead. Where are we at? Round 12. The season's flying. Um, and again, we're just on the eve of State of Origin. So players know that, you know, this is their opportunity, their last minute push to try and make these teams. 
plenty of games that we could have previewed, but the game that we've chosen this week is the last game on the schedule, Sunday at 4 o'clock um, in Canberra. Uh, the Canberra Raiders coming up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Um, Bryce, going to start with you with just a bit of an easy one. Jackie White and leaving the Raiders. Um, did you did you think that was ever going to happen? And, and what's your thoughts on that? That's been a pretty big blow for the, uh, for the Green Machine. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, back then I didn't think he'd, he'd leave, but, um, you know, him coming out saying he wants a bit of premiership, you know, I guess moving to South is probably one of the better options for himself. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's a good idea from him. Hey, one thing is I think he's going to be playing some, uh, I think he's going to be playing some pretty good football. That That's South Sydney Rabbitohs team uh, sitting on top of the table. They are absolutely, they are absolutely killing it. Look, it, it, it is interesting. So let's, um, you know, let's dive into it and, you know, just try and reflect on what has been, again, we keep saying it week after week, but it's a weird season. You know, every game's 50-50, teams are all over the place. The Raiders, um, they're sitting in seventh position on 14 points. So they've had six wins, four losses. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's been a pretty good season so far. Uh, and then the Manly Ringer Seagulls, you know, they're on 11 points and it has been a disappointing season with four wins, one draw, uh, five losses. Um, both teams have had the bye. Um, just on face value, what, what's your read on Canberra season so far, Bryce? I feel like Canberra the last couple of weeks, last three or four weeks have, um, I reckon they're in some decent form and uh, coming up against Manly who started the season off well. And then like these last couple of weeks, they've, They've fallen off a bit, and um, they're they're going to need some some wins on the board soon. So it's a it's a big game for Manly, but yeah, I think Canberra down at Canberra will will get up. Yeah, I, I you know when it comes to Canberra, you know all all roads lead through uh, Ricky Stewart. You know he's obviously you know running that club. He's been there for a very long time. In in terms of how I would read him, I think he's a very emotional coach. Does that make sense? Like he's always. You know, be a lovely guy, but but he's always looking for different narratives, you know, to kind of inspire his teams. And, you know, it's an interesting approach. I, I just feel like that there's a little bit there, though, in terms of why sometimes Canberra themselves are very up and down. But, you know, off the back of this Jack Jack Whiten situation, you know, there, there's a fair bit of emotion there in the team. And, um, you know, he's got the boys playing playing particularly well. Yeah. You know, let, let's run through the, the team a little bit. Um, Jared Croker, obviously, it's been a pretty emotional time for him. I mean, he's had all those injuries. It looks like he was, out, you know, on his way out. But, you know, he's been able to fight his way into the team, score a few tries. Yeah, what's your thoughts on Croaks, like, hanging in there and, and playing some really good footy? Yeah, it's it's great to see someone that, uh, you know, had those injuries and then and come back and they were playing on in the reserve grade and then they just keep sticking at it and, and to get that opportunity back up in first grade, and he took it with both hands. So, you know, it's it's a good testament to his his character. Yeah, no, it's a pretty special story. And then looking at the Raiders, we all like I'm always looking at how teams have been built, you know, and you know, a lot of teams will go after uh, you know a million dollar halfback, and they build their entire team around that that sort of half. Canberra have always done it you know, a little bit differently because they've, they've typically struggled to recruit, you know, they, they've, they've struggled to get, you know, the biggest name, um, you know, signing each and every year. So they've kind of had to do a fair bit of development. They've got a lot of good young players through from the Queensland system. But, you know, when you look at the Raiders, Bryce, 
they are built through their forwards. You know what I mean? They've always had a stacked forward pack. Like if you're Papali, uh, a Joseph Tarpane, who'd have to be, you know, one of the best forwards, Hudson Young, it kills me. He's a Newcastle Hunter Valley kid. It kills me. He's not a Newcastle Knight. Um, Whitehead, Horsburgh, I mean, Gula, Pasami, like it's, you know, the Raiders have always been known for their pack. What's your thoughts? It's it's probably one of the the better, um, yeah, forward packs in the competition. Yeah, definitely. Then you have, you know, those boys like Horsburgh and, and Hudson that are killing it that, you know, that can push their way into a, an origin team in, a couple, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, they're in some red hot form. Yeah, it's pretty special, you know. And and when Canberra did make that run a few years ago and get to the grand final, they had chance at fullback playing really, really well. I thought before he cramped, um, it's been spoken about in the media, he was their best player on the day. You know, Jack Whiten was at the height of his powers and then they had this elite forward pack. I guess the question is now looking forward is that Ricky Stewart really needs to think about, you know, how is he going to refresh this spine? You know, so I'm going to be very, very interested to watch this Canberra Raiders side because immediately you lose your best player, but at the same time, it means you've got all that you've got a war chest, you know, the Canberra Raiders will have so much money to go out and try and, you know, try and try and attract someone, try and find something. So really excited about the future of the, the Canberra Raiders is going to be very interesting to see um, because some of these forwards are getting a little bit on, on in age. So they, they want to start trying to build something now for the Papalese of the world. Um, yeah. This weekend, you know, they're at home at forward pack. They're going to absolutely be favorites coming into this. Bryce, you touched on their opposition, the Manly Seagulls. Let's talk a little bit more about it because oh, I mean, what's doing, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not here to bash, uh, Anthony Seabold, like Seves obviously had his challenges up in Brisbane, but hey, it's, it's, it's not a good look. Think, things are not exactly uh, going too well there um, at Manly for him. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got you know a few question marks out there. So I guess that whole, the media around Schuster, you know, I feel like that has affected him. So having Jack Johns there, he started the year off well, and then, you know, the, the chopping and changing has definitely... Uh, made an impact on them. It is difficult. And in defense, look, in defensive sieves, it would be like, um, you know, Penrith Panthers, you know, the uh, somehow the the, the 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 coaching job becomes available. You get the gig and then suddenly, you know, your best players. So Nathan Cleary, Dylan Edwards, they, they, they're they not playing as well as what they previously were. So, you know, as much as I'm, I'm not too impressed with the coaching side of things there at Manly, some of their players have really dipped and Bryce, when we say players, I probably mean one in particular, Tommy Turbo, mate, obviously when we're recording this, we don't have the new South Wales team and it's going to be picked just after this last game in, in, in this, uh, in this round of football. If you have, if you had to say one way or the other, do you think Tom sneaks into the team? It's tough because, you know, you got that side of, you know, New South Wales never have loyalty. So if you want them to, to get on that route of, of loyalty and, and who's done the job in previous years, then you'd pick him. But the thing that worries me is he, he's obviously not playing 100% out there. He's not really striding out. And like on the weekend, he got caught, you know, he was defending on the wing for a bit. So it's, you, you wonder, was he tired or, you know, these factors come to play. So personally, I don't know if I would, I would put him there when you got, people like Campbell Graham coming out and, and in some form like that. But then again, he, he'd be playing in the center. So he wouldn't be having that workload of, of a fullback, but I feel like he has to be the one to, to tell Freddie if he's hundred percent or, or if he's not. Yeah. Look, um, 
I, I wouldn't pick Tom, uh, but Tom, you know, I, I can relate. I was watching my city country game the other day and made it both. It looks like we're both running in concrete uh, and, you know, he could, he could certainly outdo me. We'll talk about our game coming up shortly with PDRL, but um, no, in, in all seriousness, you know, one of the, one of the things that's a little bit underrated when it comes to New South Wales, um, well, it comes to origin is the quality of your team. One of the things that you can look at are the players that miss out. So I kind of like the idea of Tommy not making that game one team. And then if anything happens, you know what I mean? Like if, if things don't go our way, you know, we, we lose a game or two or whatever, maybe bringing him in later in the series as like an X factor, a secret weapon when he's got a bit more footy under. So for me, I, I just think, you know, we're probably looking at this um, the wrong way or Freddie might be is wh why rush him in for the first game? You spoke about Campbell Graham and look, if they go out and they blitz it and Tommy misses out on a series, I don't think anyone's going to be too worried. He'll get back there. But I think the most important thing is that he hits his stride for Manly in the finals. He owes that to the club. Uh, he absolutely does. But I don't know, you know, if, if, if everything we're hearing, you know, in terms of him being able to turn things around relatively soon, maybe he's an option for the blues for a decider. If things get a little bit tight because those bloody Queenslanders know how to win a game of football here or there. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously Tom struggling. Yeah, the other side of it, you you spoke a little bit about, and and on with you, Bryce. I watched uh, their last game, start to finish. They're not playing with two halves. I, I actually, I'm the biggest defender of Cooper Johns. I love the kid. I hope. I wish he was in the night system for obvious reasons. Um, but whether it's Johns or whether it's Schuster, and Schuster will come back, they have to start taking some pressure off DCE. At the moment, they're playing like a like a junior football team where they've got one great player you know, cause Tom isn't really firing at the moment and you just, all your pressure just goes on that one particular player. In my opinion, and I say this as a disappointed New South Welshman, DCE is killing it in a beating team. He is outstanding. He's passing, he's kicking, he's leadership. I, I made, I, he's speed, you know, he looks twice as quick as Tommy Turbo. I think DCE is absolutely fantastic. But the problem is, is that the six is playing so passive, you know, like, I don't feel like it's, I don't think the team has been given over to Cooper. You know, I don't feel like he's been given the opportunity to lead the team. This is your team. Get in there and help DCE. He kind of just comes in and shovel passes. And I, I don't, I don't blame Cooper. I, I blame the system. And and I haven't really seen that from Josh Schuster anyway. So for me, I, I don't know, Bryce, I just feel like they're just putting way too much on DC's plate. Someone's got to get in there and help this guy out. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, previous years would be, or Turbo doing that that much work. And he, he's obviously not getting through the amount of work he, he used to be. So, yeah, I think a few of their players there to take the pressure off and and that's how they'll start winning some games because they're, they're a good side with Turbo, without Turbo, with and they can still win games without Schuster. It's just... Yeah, they've got, got some strikes. Saab, Kula, you know, they've got some really, really good players. They just need to... Um... Yeah, they just need to get sorted. But yeah, that's just a little bit of a tip. Look at an NRL stat sheet at the end of a game and have a look at your halves in terms of their kick meters, right? It should be roughly, it'll always skew to one half compared to the other, but it should be 60-40, 70-30, not 95-5, you know what I mean? And, and so, yeah, someone really needs to come in and take some pressure off. Um, and that way Manly will be a little less predictable because at the moment they're just shoveling passes. They look slow, very, very predictable. And again, this is not the team that was absolutely firing um, a short time ago. Uh, quickly on their forwards, their forwards got all the talent in the world, um, lacking a little bit of punch. J Jake Tavoyevic coming back into the system, I think would be really, really good. Um, but Olukowatu, I wonder whether you start to shift him in into the middle 
Um, if he's if he stays a little bit quiet, he's been quiet the past month on the edge. You know, he was on the verge of a blues jumper. He may still be, but maybe you get him in the middle. Maybe you get him working a little bit harder. He's big enough, strong enough, ugly enough to um, get through that grunt work. So there we go. Canberra coming up against Manly. Manly's going to be desperate. Um, Bryce, what's our predictions here? Down in what is a very chilly Canberra Stadium. Yeah, I think Raiders will will get up here. Yes, yes. I, I look. I it's difficult. I, I, I look. I'll just I'll just go a little bit different in the spirit of this season being 50-50 football. Um, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to go with a manly upset here, and maybe Tom just does that a little bit more this week and uh, gives Freddie a little bit of a headache. But yeah, I've got I've got manly um, with a bit of an upset there. But do I say that with a lot of confidence? No, I don't. Not with uh, coming up against Hudson Young. That kid is a freak. All right, my friend. Let's move forward to our last segment of the night. PDRL, let's preview round two. Um, again, you know, the season's starting to move along. Obviously, we had, uh, you know, round ones in the books. Uh, we had our city country, which was a great turnout, which we spoke about, you know, last week on, on the podcast. And this week, uh, we moved through to round two. So the games, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, they will face the West Tigers at the 10.30 game there at, there at Cabramatta. Um, Bryce, we, we both played against these two teams. What's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, it'd be good. I feel like both have um, some really good quality players in both teams. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good game to watch from from the outside and to see who, who gets up. Yeah, I mean, you know, my vision's a little bit better this year. You know, I got, got a bit of laser eye surgery quite recently, but still I'll be up in the, in the stands with my binoculars, like looking at these two teams, trying to figure them out a little bit because, you know, that's the spirit of the game at the moment is, you know, it's, I think teams are still trying to sort of find their way, build combinations. But yeah, we, we got a chance to play with a few of those um, players in that rep footy uh, for City Country. And yeah, absolutely a, lo- a lot of talent. So yeah, it, it is it is pretty tough to call that one. I, I think that's very much a 50-50 game. So really excited to see, um, yeah, the Tigers and Rabbitohs do battle and um, both will be uh, desperate to kind of get the two points. Uh, then, my friend, uh, me v. you, you v. me, Newtown Jets take on the Sydney Roosters. Um, I haven't a chance to look at, look at the weather yet, but um, obviously City Country was a little, little bit wet and rainy. Uh, maybe we get some better weather for this one. But, yeah, how are you guys feeling coming into this one? Yeah, feeling good. You know, both teams have had a win each, so started the season off well. So it'd be it'd be really good to test ourselves against against the Roosters. Yeah, I was um, talking to Bradman Best during the week, and he's got some additional Bali tickets. So, like, if you want to like duck over to Bali for the week, mate, like just yeah, just feel free to put your feet up and just just take it easy this week. But uh, <laughs> no, look, it's going to be good. And you know, for all the locals, get down get down to Cabra um, to check out check out the footy. Um, yeah, both teams have started, started okay. Um, you know, it's a very long season as well, but, um, and, and both teams still finding their way, but yeah, plenty of stars on show. Um, and yeah, it's going to, going to be a really, uh, really great contest as well. And again, we always poke fun at the coaches. Uh, they'll be there, you know, trying to figure things out. So Craig Anderson coming up against Marco in our game. Uh, and then back in the earlier game, we have, uh, Jeff Clark coming up against Pete Mitchell. Um, again, we, we poke fun at Jeff and Pete a fair bit, Bryce, but, um, you know, suffice to say, there won't be anyone more passionate about getting the win than those two. Yeah, I saw, I was speaking to Clark the other day and I think he's about to get the kid on. He's getting that, <laughs> he, he, he get those, you know, he, he just wants to get out there, so. And he, 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 has, 
he he's an absolute rugby league tragic. I mean, his mates would probably say he's tragic in other ways, but uh, no, he's an absolute rugby league tragic. Loves his footy. Um, you know, one of the most passionate um, blokes I've ever met. So yeah, it's going to be going to be an absolute battle out there. So yeah, get down, get in, um, support uh, the PDRL round two. And again, for the players that would like to get out and um, participate, um, the competition's open. So you can register at any time through the year, uh, throw the kid on, come down and have a, have a go. So um, yeah, reach out to the association. We're on all the socials, got our website up and going. Um, so again, you get involved with PDRL. Um, it's a great game and there's some really exciting pathways that are opening up into the future. Bryce, you're the Australian captain, uh, led the boys over in the UK and um, we're hearing some, some, you know, some interesting messages about, where that World Cup's gonna gonna be set up over the next couple of years. So really exciting opportunities uh, for players that want to get involved in our sport. But Bryce, as always, that is it. We are done and dusted for another week of Lim- Limitless. Uh, done. So yeah, to all of our listeners, we uh, really appreciate all of your support. Continue to download the podcast, subscribe, uh, share with your family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. <laughs>